I'm Tom Saunders, getting through this in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Scott Blakeman in Brooklyn, New York. No move has ever been this moving. Packing up my childhood home means going through boxes of personal artifacts that have been stored at the house after each previous move. But now none of it can be left behind. And yesterday I spent hours looking at tiny works of art that everyone used to own business cards. Yes, in its heyday, business cards were printed by letterpress with raised lettering that I would always run my finger over. They generally use the same simple yet elegant fonts. That is, until the advent of designing your own cards online and ordering from sites like Vistaprint that allowed for more colorful and varied designs. But more important than how they looked is the stories that they tell. Who was that woman who wrote, call me, on the back of her card? Did I ever really have any substantial conversation with that development person from Comedy Central. And then there's the wistful smile when I see a card of a dear and departed friend. Here's my card. Oh, well, that was a commonly used expression and a useful one. But unfortunately, it's not used as much these days. But the stories they tell live on. Scotty, <clears throat> I hope that scouts for the Pulitzer Prize are listening to our podcast today. You just showed us that a business card is a window into the past, your past, a past that might have been had you obeyed the plea written on the back of a card to call me. <laughs> the good news, Scotty, is that had you called this person, you might now possibly be living in a crumbling mansion off Sunset Boulevard with a paranoid alcoholic who constantly suspects you of poisoning <laughs> her mor morning margaritas. Well, Tommy, I'm just so glad you put it that way because I was bemoaning it, going, oh, I didn't take advantage of it. And you put it in a plus positive way. You're exactly right. That call could have led me to that situation instead of the much uh, preferable one that I'm in now. So I appreciate the, yeah. that context, yeah. Tommy. Can you imagine? And, 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 and the, well, it, it started out great. You called her. I mean, it, uh, this is the alternate reality version yeah. of had you called her. Uh, it, oh, you meet for drinks, something about business, because I guess it was a business car, a uh, 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 show business uh, yeah. related person. Right. Is that right? Well, I did do these singles events of the 92nd Street Y back in the late 90s and early uh, aughts. And uh, which, again, doesn't seem that long ago. But uh, and what I would do is at the end, I would say, give me your email business cards so you could be on the mailing list. But I must admit, and I hope this does not uh, put me in any kind of jeopardy, but I had hoped that there were some women who I was single to, and I thought, oh, maybe I would be able to contact them. And I, you know, it, it happened on occasion. Uh, and uh, so some of those cards fall into that category. And I remember- uh, of, of people, those okay, the category of, of, of uh, women who- Who you, gave cards at singles events, and I, who I obviously- singles events. So this might have been one of those cards from a It might have been. Uh, and again, I usually remember most things, some- and I've actually looked some people up and, you know, just it's a fun thing. And there've been movies done about that. But yes, uh, yeah. there have been. And well, the business card. I mean, I, yes. Has there ever been a movie called The Business Card? Um, no, and, no. I, it sounds like there would be a foreign film. The <laughs> translation would be <laughs> the business Japanese card. Film, right, yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah. For some reason, that seems like. And people would say, well, why would I want to see a movie <laughs> called the business card oh you've got to see it oh it's it's hilarious oh it's, it's so an art great. film it's uh you know it has subtitles <laughs> you can't see a movie like that no subtitles it wouldn't no it wouldn't no, no 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 absolutely not it cannot be made in america 
uh, even if you were an American writer, you would have to go over. Go over and spend, write it there at least. And, and uh, <laughs> That's right. you know, then come back, but uh, have it translated. But, but the business card that's on, but again, that raised lettering, they yes. all had that, you know, now it's all these cheap ways of doing it. And, and, and uh, right online where it's just, yeah. it's, it's not raised letters. Scotty, yeah. my family used to print business cards at the yeah. village press in Libertyville, Illinois, where we, we all worked at the village press, you know, and uh, but we'd send them out to be engraved, Scotty. Uh-huh. We, we, even even that was was something that was too special and magical for the Village Press with our uh-huh. with our Heidelberg presses that were massive. And and actually, I think they could do indented letters. You know, the letters mm-hmm. that were actually below the surface of the of the uh-huh. paper. I think that's oh, what we could do. But engraving, you'd have to go to a special engravers uh, in the Chicagoland uh-huh. area, which they, they existed. And they would make the magic, the magic, Scotty, that turned business cards into tactile experiences, just as you described in your Pulitzer winning anecdote. <laughs> engraved words, Scotty, that are three dimensional. You can actually feel the letters of the name of the person allowing you to literally stay in touch with them, Scotty. Mm, wow. wow just, yeah. yeah. Now, you did you have you used? Because uh, I've, I've been finding my old business cards as I pack up the house soon. I'm saving all their iterations. It never had that raised lettering one to my knowledge. It was always, uh, you know. No, those were for, for very special people. Yeah. You know, the, the most important people of all. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's <laughs> what you got with that. You got a. Well, yeah, it was your a business break, you know, card I, said, yeah. it, as much as said, this is a very important person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, the CEO or and his business card had raised lettering and that whole, yes. you know, and you and but I think my dad, I, I have his and script his dental business. Did he card. have raised lettering? I mean, now yes. your dad. Let's just point out to some of our disloyal listeners. Yeah, uh, your dad was a dentist. Yes. So did dentists have cards? Like, <laughs> like if you were a dentist and you met somebody at a party, let's say, and you noticed yeah. their teeth looked rather yellow and scraggly. Would it be insulting to then present them with a business card <laughs> well, indicating that you are a dentist and could perhaps make their teeth look less? Well, you know, a savvy dentist would do it. And maybe I'm sure my dad, because he was very funny, he would put it in a way not mentioning the lack of whiteness, but maybe, hey, I could uh, take care of that. By the way, Tommy, in my hand, I feel like this is a Carson bit. In my hand, I am holding my dad's original card. And it's this great script lettering, Arthur H. Blakeman, DDS. And my favorite thing is the phone number, Coney Island 665. And, and that was how it was. Wait, Coney days. Island 665? Well, uh, is that know, the like, end of the number? Like, well, I didn't do the whole number. Like in movies, it's like, what's your phone number? 555. which going, that's not a real number. They should have that's not movie a real number. numbers. Maybe they do by now. No, they real started numbers. to do real looking number. Finally, they're starting to do real looking numbers. But for years yeah. and years and years, and it always took me out of the thing it's like oh five 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 that's that means not a real fake it's not real i'm watching yeah, a movie. oh my god what am i doing here and, yeah and, and, but scotty just getting back to this the, yes. the 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 idea that uh, uh for, first of all i never used business cards as a writer i thought that that was what agents were for you know boy yeah. was i wrong agents aren't even good at being business cards right but yeah. they were almost scotty we were talking about this the other day and I, I was trying to remember what killed a business card. And I found out they were almost, oh, this almost yep. killed by this thing called the PDA, the personal right, yes. assistant. 
Yes. Remember yes. those things? We carried them in our pockets and we thought they were so special. Now they, I remember it. Yes. Yes. I kind of had blocked it out, but now you're. No, no. It, nobody remembers it. It, it. It's actually gone from the collective memory. People don't <laughs> remember that they used to carry these digital assistants around these little, uh, um, these little electronic devices. And um, I remember uh, uh, another comic. I'm going to say his name because I don't think he'll mind. Rick Overton had one. Yes. He was always ahead of the game in these yeah. types of things, right? Gadgets, yeah. Gadgets, right? And, and he tapped his on mine, and magically his uh, contact information went uh, uh, migrated into my personal digit contact. Uh, and now it was in my, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, And, and that, that seemed like a magical well, moment. Well, it seems amazing even now, and yet it's so faded. It had a very short window because very sure short window they the went away. Came or something big came right after that, and it got lost. I literally did not uh, remember it. But nobody uh, remembers that, Scotty. We're, yeah. we're probably this podcast is the only podcast in the world, if not America, that, to mention uh, the personal digital assistant. Yeah, well, I hope that with whatever businesses made that or, you know, could know about it. And, and so they could salute us at a dinner yeah, that, when such things are had again. You know, that would be nice. That keeping would be it nice. alive. PDA to Tom and Scott. <laughs> that would be you know? nice. If the companies that and probably the companies are dissolved and, and, and so on yeah. and then folded into other companies and, and all the personal digital stuff is in your iPhone anyway. Right. Oh, yeah. Everything yeah. the personal digital, digital assistant could do. An iPhone. That's just one of the thousands of other things that an iPhone can do. But it, yeah. in its day, it spelled the demise of the business card. And But you know what, Scotty? Here's the happy ending, the amazing miracle twist of an ending. The, the business card did not die. Well, it was exactly. the PDA, the personal digital assistant that died. Exactly. Completely written right. up by smart, smart Well, that's right. In fact, Tommy, business cards in some ways are bigger than ever. There's a company, Moo, and they have like... 12 different card stocks. And I, I noticed, by the way, European cards, when I met people from Europe, uh, they're different size than ours. Ours have the standard size. Theirs are larger, generally. Uh, and I don't know how that happened. But no, business cards are back, and people do. But I have a whole collection of mine. But I want to go back to my dad's card. Again, beautifully raised. Yes. But the phone numbers, and if you, I don't know if you had Yeah, that. that phone number is amazing. Well, because we didn't have area codes growing up. Uh, and literally, like, my phone number, it was Nightingale Six was the exchange, <laughs> and just like the great movie Butterfield Eight, yeah, the Taylor. That's an exchange. B U eight something right. something something. So that was a big thing though, and Mer something, and this yes. was Coney Island Six. I mean that literally because that makes sense. It it was uh -huh. basically around Coney Island, and then it all became seven one eight six four, which totally uh, yeah, it not, it, you know, it, it, it was just another way that technology chipped away at the personal identity of our lives and, and the special specialness of where we lived. Coney Island was part of the numbers. Coney Island 51212, right? Yeah. So when you got the number, you envisioned the place. Murray Hill, a hill. Oh, oh, that will help me remember the number and also will be a pleasant image for me to think about. Instead, now, as you say, Scotty, it's just phone numbers, just digits. Uh, yeah. It's cold and impersonal. Ours was Liberty uh, Li two, yeah, Lib six exactly. Libertyville, yeah, Libertyville two, yeah. And that's there was a reason to it. And then pre area codes. We even go remember we don't go back to this, but there was a time when what was it? Just four digits or six? Digits? Yes, yeah. And you see that in in old stuff and that we have in the Village Press, the old old printed matter that would I I indicate yeah, Libertyville two. 
three five. <laughs> that's the number. Think and, of the time people saved in those days. Oh my god! And now you got to do the whole thing. I mean, they had the rotary, which slowed it up. But uh, and we remember rotary. I mean, again, I don't sound ancient, but uh, oh, I don't mind sounding ancient. Yeah, to me, no, it's exciting to sound ancient. It is well, also because if you're younger and you haven't experienced a rotary phone, that's one less experience you've had. Oh my god! Do. You'll never, never know the joy of, of a rotary phone or the joy of not having to do the rotary phone. Actually, what one joy that doesn't ever happen is when people quote unquote butt dial people right or yeah, pocket yes. dial people yeah uh uh that never ha- how would you even do that with a rotary phone <laughs> how would you a- accidentally oops um yeah, i no. didn't intend to make a call but i somehow dialed with my finger nine digits it around like <laughs> nine digits well or with my butt which would that would even be more <laughs> than you just what happened i don't know I was standing against the phone i guess boom <laughs> nine times and it so happened it was your number i mean that would be the only way uh, very rare yeah very it, it, rare. It, it would be news if that happened oh yeah so that's now of course in butt dialing now and i prefer the pocket dialing somehow I don't like yeah i don't like the term butt dialing i don't yeah. and i don't ever put my phone in my back pocket anyway no so no a, a women I feel insulted when more. people go did you butt dial me i go i never butt dial anybody and I Ever. would never, no, I don't put anything in my back pocket. I remember years ago, for most, well, up until my 30s, I put my wallet in my back pocket, like most men, you put it back. And then I remember I was in Amsterdam in the late, no, 1995, I believe. And uh, I remember them reading, do not keep your wallet in the back pocket because the pickpockets keep in the front. And from then on, I always placed it in my front pocket. Where it was yeah, me too. Head. Yeah. Yep. I, 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 me too. I, uh, ever since I learned that, and I didn't, I, I didn't, go to Amsterdam to, to get that information. <laughs> uh, it came uh, uh, over to America. And so I was able to, to um, be so alerted. And, and uh, yeah, I started putting my pocket living in New York. I put it in, uh, in my front pocket just to thwart pickpockets. So yeah. all this time, you know, while I'm walking around, we, we talk, we laugh about the cliche walking and chewing gum. Yeah. I'm walking, chewing gum and thwarting pickpockets at the same time. Oh, and I've been yeah. doing it the whole time. Oh, me, me too. And it's, you know, they can't, you know, they're foiled and you can see them going grumbling. Oh, <laughs> darn these front pocket wallet people. <laughs> and then they storm off. You right. Know, and, and then uh, they try to, they, they, they use their, their ill-gotten earnings to, um, to form associations, lobbying against uh, making, trying to make it illegal to have front pockets. I, <laughs> I hope that that doesn't go through. No, well, no. And they sadly like the NRA, they've got a lot of money, but um, yeah. Glad you're calling attention that time because that what they also do is uh, part of the thing. They hire pickpockets to take it out of the front pocket, place it in the back pocket, and then steal it. And then make it available for other people to steal. Yeah, right. They don't go, why wouldn't they just take it and leave? No, (laughs) the the whole idea is putting in the back. So it weakens the foundations of democracy is what it does. Right. And we're opposed to that. I'm absolutely 100% opposed. But but I do remember that. And it's so, uh, and why, but I'm going through, I have my, parents business cards uh, and i have id id cards is a whole other thing that does still exist it has to exist you know photo cards and all of that and they do set it up though so you can't look good i mean if anyone's had a, the driver's well everyone driver's license pictures any id they don't just go okay big smile now no no expression passports too stare at the camera basically no expression yeah and, you know well, that's because, right, if you're smiling, you might look 
totally different from, and also maybe subconsciously people checking your ID, see the smile and go, oh, this is a friendly guy. I'll let him, let him in. And, <laughs> and they don't want that, right? No. And now I think uh, this is where they're headed. I can just tell. Again, this is speculative journalism. So it's kind of exciting because uh, so, because the good thing about speculative journalism is you usually scoop regular journalism. Oh, because, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and what I'm thinking is that where we're headed is that they'll tell you at the DMV when they take uh, take your picture uh, for your driver's license, they'll say, OK, looks look guilty. <laughs> right. And, and it looks scared and guilty. And they want you to do that so that they can compare it with your scared and look guilty look if you have done something wrong. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. And that's why, exactly. That's why I think that it's probably good that passports and drivers like, yeah, because it's never, it's never a happy moment. Like, hey, how where's no. the big smile? There's no reason to have it then. And so no. uh, I can't, is there an ID that you should have a smile with? I wonder. I, well, here's the other yeah. ID, the, the, the yeah. idea of the future. It'll yeah. be a card. It'll be, a, it'll be about the same thickness as a card, but it'll, it will be battery powered. You will see a moving image of you kind of like smiling and maybe winking and then looking serious. Oh yeah. Looking at all your different uh, 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 expressions so that they can make sure that you, you know, that, that whatever expression you have at the time that you're being <laughs> ID'd, you, do you know what I mean? I think oh, yeah, that's, matches again, the, that's moment. the future. Yeah. That's, oh that's yeah. And I road. think we talked about that's yesterday. The movie ID. Yeah. Well, it's a, a continuation of your idea from yesterday where, um, you can wear like a name, a, a you know, an LED. Yes, it's name like pack. the name tag that yeah. lights up and has lots of and, and has quotes about how great you are. Yeah, exactly. It's that type of thing. That's where we're headed, Scotty. Yeah. And the technology, I believe, is there. It's, it's up to you and me as we've been doing. We're giving giving a little nudge, as they say. Uh, yeah. Come on, guys. Again, yeah. do the vaccine first. We're not certainly telling you where are you going. Uh, you finished the vaccine. Oh, no. This idea that Tom and Scott talked about, about IDs where you no, no, no. Sit back down. <laughs> We're not saying that. Please finish them, exhaustively vet them, have huge studies with tens of thousands of people, yeah. uh, come up with that. As yeah. soon as you're finished and it's totally effective, then we'd love you to take a look at this. Story. So we've got to specify. You know, no, absolutely. We, and and, and in, in a way, that is our, that's kind of our giving back to, to the world that we, we say, no, yes, this is, uh, 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 we have a great idea for a moving uh, picture ID card yes this will change everything and and um and it'll be more fun to you know all the all the all the uh, good things about a a moving picture id card we're aware of that we know that that it will change everything but we don't care we 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 have our own prior our priorities are everybody's health first everybody let's end this pandemic and uh, you know, people say, oh, are you just doing that so that everybody will think you're the greatest person in the world? No. You know, the, no, we the, generally the, want to end the pandemic. And what we also do want to do, and, I, and so, so people might say, OK, then why are you guys bringing up now? Isn't there a risk that someone's going to hear it and they're going to run out of the lab? And we, that's why we say don't do that. Finish yes. the vaccine. But but we do say we think this is a really great idea that needs to be explored. So the second you guys are finished and totally vetted. It's all ready. You're ready for your next thing. Then take up this one. Because this is going to be such a list of people wanting, you know, the next big thing. So we're just putting in, 
getting in line now. Yes, that's still what we're doing. Not getting out of line, not bumping out the vaccine (laughs) part, but first in line of the non-vaccine inventions. That's what we'd like to be considered. And that's and really, those are the guys who get things done. I mean, Edison. Yeah, I mean, it was great that he invented a light, you know, quote unquote, invented the light bulb. Did he invent it or did he just kind of get in line you know, faster than the other people? We don't know. We don't know the full answer to that. We just want to know that we want to be in this line. We want to uh, uh, make sure our technology gets made once everything is the whole, you know, the pandemic, all of that stuff is done. So, again, uh, even when I say this out loud, I feel like, am I the greatest? Are we? The, the greatest benefactors of our age uh, by doing that. And, uh, uh, but, uh, but I want people to realize that's not why we are doing that. No, are- not at all. Not at all. We just can't help the ideas, the inventions. And we always caution, please take care of the vaccine first. Yeah. That's what but we can't, uh, you're right. We cannot help, but invent new things on a, on a daily basis. That's what I've noticed about this podcast. And it, 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 we didn't start out that way. We didn't no, say, no. let's do a podcast where we invent something new every single podcast. No, and, and we don't have science backgrounds, physics background, background, electronics, technology, and yet that's exactly what we're doing. We're just people, uh, average folks. Um, we, we, you know, we didn't know we weren't scientists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because everybody around us wasn't a scientist. So how yeah. do we know that that was, that, we just, that was normal not to be a scientist? So yeah. we came up with ideas anyway. that's that's right so we i mean i i I, i'm trying to think of how i could even what i could even add to that 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 really says it all uh but the other the other thing i do have to say is that it's good that we are not burdened with a huge financial um you know uh, outstanding loans for uh for the phd program at mit that we would have had to go to yeah undertake i mean that, I mean, that's that's a big deal um, the, so that we're able because we're not constantly worried about our student loans uh, because we didn't have them because we didn't go to graduate school to become scientists. We're able to be actually better scientists. Oh, exactly. We're not burdened by, as you say, our thoughts of well, this is a good idea instead of going, oh, how am I going to pay this off or that? <laughs> and so they have a, some idea and then they then they forget about, it. you know, speaking of we mentioned Edison. Oh, they're pressured but, also to make ideas that make them money oh, so yeah. they can pay off their student loans. Right. That's like awesome. Jonas Salk in, in yeah. the 50s, he didn't have student loans. So no. he gave polio the vaccine of the world, didn't take any money for it, uh, apparently. So now it's kind of hard to go. That's uh, uh, fine. Uh, it was just the joy of saving mankind eh, just have fun with it they need to go actually i need about four hundred twenty thousand, and then off the top and then the rest of it you know you can have but i was thinking when you mentioned edison time it's a m- wonderful point growing up when we read about thomas alva edison and i used to have the large print biographies i always remember but as a kid but i always assumed that edison all these people no one else was working on it just like everyone else was doing other things and then one day edison mm-hmm. i've invented the light bulb but the yeah. truth is, as you said, there are probably 20 people trying to do it. And, and maybe there's a story there. And I'm sure there have been great biographies written. There was a guy very close to doing it, or maybe he did do it and wasn't recognized. And I don't know the story, but it's never one guy working. And, oh, I'd never even heard of that. Great idea. No, no one even came close to thinking of that. Yeah, Edison definitely took uh, um, credit for some. I mean, that actually is true that there's, there's somebody who... Uh, 
had worked in Ed- Edison's factory that had done a lot of the work on a lot of these inventions, actually, that were a, a number of people. It was a team, but Edison took took uh, credit, really. Well, because they don't know the other guy's name. <laughs> they, yeah. you know, they should be, just like those you know, books, Thomas Edison has told to something. I always love those books where so right, the, the guy doesn't yeah. really write it himself. Yeah, but it's not as told to. I, like I never wanted to be an as told to writer, right? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to be that guy who's like as told to. I, like oh, the guy who who couldn't write his own biography. <laughs> well, I wouldn't to want to be to somebody. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. I wouldn't want to be the guy he told it to because I'd rather be a ghostwriter than be the name announced as told to. <laughs> The as told to write, right. You're just going, okay, let me get You're that down. <laughs> no one goes, great work on that as told to book. Love it. Love what you did there. He told it to you, right? And you wrote it down. That was beautiful, really. That's great yeah, art. Nobody you know. gets, I mean, like, it, 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 again, we always put it, put these uh, occupations to the quote unquote date test. Yes. How, how would it work out for you if you mentioned on a date, yeah, I'm a, I'm a writer. Oh, really? What what do you write? Anything I know? Well, <clears throat> as told to, uh, <laughs> autobiography of of um, uh, Schumer. Schumer. The For name, name of the book is called "As Told to." No, no, no. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's by Schumer. Oh, so you didn't my write my life. You ruined uh, it for everyone. <laughs> I give you credit yeah. for that. Well, exactly, because he, he always said, and if now you ruined it for everyone. He always sounds it. like the high school guidance counselor. He really does, Scotty. And you, I think of you every time. He was on The View today, Chuck Schumer. Oh. And I just think, I, I constantly, I kept thinking, Scott Blakeman could do such a great impersonation. It'd be such a niche impersonation. Nobody does Chuck Schumer. No, no, and you, you said this before. I really have to... Jump on that and be the. No one's going to roll their eyes. Oh, great! Another Chuck Schumer impression. <laughs> you know, yeah, we need. Yeah, like that's we need another one of those. Right. Oh, and that and at corporate events, so I can even do Republican ones and get a lot of money because yeah. they have like oh, and they boo whatever. Going now, you're booing is annoying. Something. Yeah. Go crazy. Now you're booing, and now we're going to have to shut the whole thing down, and everybody's <laughs> going to have to go home from this industrial. <laughs> From this Republican din- fundraising deal, because of the two people at this table, <laughs> ruined for the rest of us. <laughs> and that'd be the thing. But he'd be yeah. beloved. I'd be. They hate you, but they would love my impression. Yeah. And and that yeah. would be a whole career and just a you know six figure salary, six figure at least. I would. Yeah, say. yeah. Because no one else doing it. I could get maybe somebody else. You know, a few months in trying to jump on the bandwagon but i'll have it i'll have it now you would have and i literally was thinking about this scotty you would have to uh, modify your haircut uh so yeah. that it sort of comes back lower on your head it's a lower yeah. haircut sort of yeah. brush back but scotty you could totally do that and and um but i think where we got where we left off actually uh was uh, the idea of being chuck schumer's not as ghostwriter but the as told to guy yeah. Uh, did we establish? I just I still have this nagging question. Would do you think that if you were the as told like you had written Chuck Schumer wrote it, wrote a book. OK, whether it's a bestseller or not, doesn't matter. But let's say it's possibly a, a regional bestseller, local at best. And, it, and it's titled You Ruined It for Everyone. Or, or is it titled Now You've Ruined It for Everyone? Yes. Yeah. We, we don't know. OK, we don't know just, it's hypothetical. Yeah. The point is. 
uh, Chuck, Chuck Schumer's personal story as told to Scott Blakeman. Now, you're on a date, Scott. Yeah, because no, I can say this. Yes. You're single. You could date. I mean, in times when when people can date, they can't now. But uh, someday they will be able to. And you you say, OK, well, they say, what do you do? Let's say you don't have this podcast. This is an alternate universe. Obviously, right. you'd be famous for your podcast. And that's yeah. all anybody would want to talk about. But in an alternate universe, let's say you didn't have this podcast. Let's say you were a writer and you you wrote as an, an as told to by Chuck Schumer. Do you think you would the date would I tell turn me? out well? That's what I'm. Well, thinking. I would say this. I mean, the three possibilities are, and again, obviously, the optimum is oh, I'm a writer. Oh, what'd you write? I wrote this. Oh, by Scott Blakeman. That's great. That's obviously right. The optimum. This, now this you is wrote a book by Scott Blakeman. By so that's it. it. Doesn't matter what the book is. I wrote a book. Right. Now, doesn't this matter. Is where the real, you know, the wisdom, and this is the real thing that philosophers are battling over for years. What is second, and which is third? Is it, is it the as told to? Is that second and then Ghost Rider third? Yeah. Now, now, but you could say, and here's the thing. No, the people would say, look, anytime you get your name out there, you're better off. Okay, I understand that. But yeah. being, but then again, you're as told to, as I, and I said earlier, is that, did you write it? No, he told it to me and I wrote it down. It's basically your, as I said, a stenographer, you're copying things down. So maybe in this case, the Ghost Rider, which again, is hard to prove, might hold more weight than yeah. the guys. also just the whole thing of ghost like people don't realize yeah. that you're not actually technically a ghost but <laughs> but they think wow you know maybe you're a ghost you know that's kind of a cool thing like who'd you go out with like oh i went out with a ghost rider really could you see through him no <laughs> no not really but i bet you if you wanted to you could make himself invisible you know that type of thing yeah you, no you, that's you, a, you yeah. could get that you could get there, there are a certain percentage of people who are kind of vague about what a ghostwriter is but then there are the people like you say scotty they want to see your name in print right yeah now but oh god it's so complicated scotty it's so yeah. interesting because you're right philosophers will spend uh lifetimes trying to un untangle this one because you could say that this you're right the second best the second most best date uh uh result the best result on a date would be and as as told to, as opposed to ghostwriting, because you have no proof that you're really the ghostwriter, really. Yeah, and then right? I guess, and then people might say, "Oh, they look down on the as told to guys." But frankly, let me just say, uh, I think that's a hard job actually being an as told to, like Tony Schwartz, who really wrote, uh, and he his wasn't as told to. He really wrote the art of the deal for Trump, right. right think, he was a ghostwriter. Yeah, so that was, but as an as told to is usually the sports guys generally you know right my quest for hitting numbers 61 by roger maris as told to <laughs> right somebody. Exactly. yeah and we expect it because roger maris is you busy do. and he's not going to be sitting around a typewriter <laughs> right a with, his, with his baseball glove trying to type <laughs> yeah, yeah he was a great guy on. yeah he was a great man roger maris but that wasn't what he had to do so i so i don't know that's but it's and again it depends on the woman some women you know they call i don't know what they call them there's baseball annies but that's Women who love as told to guys, <laughs> loves guys who wrote athletes as told to guys. It's a very yeah, small as told to Annie's. <laughs> as told to Annie's. And they go, yeah. And I, what, I, what if I didn't know it? Go, so what'd you write? Oh, I don't know. I don't think you heard of it. Uh, you know, Ron Swoboda's book, The Mets, I, I did the as told to. You did? <laughs> and then and then you're in. So You're in. Because you she only likes the as told to. Yeah. She doesn't like the... People who wrote original material. No. Material. Well, you know, one of the things, too, is that if you're an as-told-to writer, like, then 
you know, you will you will have spent a lot of time with Ron Swoboda, right? That who is a is a great guy and fun. Yeah, he's a so, great guy. And, yeah. and and people say, Wow, what's he really like? Well, read my as told to and you'll find out. But yeah, but the the uh but that there is some some cachet. Again, Ghost Rider, you know, you could just get the package of, of material uh, of just random notes from uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and delivered on your door you never meet the guy that you're ghost no exactly that happens most of the time right they what they need to do and i think the ghost writers union should be on this but we're proposing it once again another invention to uh some kind of proof of ghost writing and i don't know what form that would take but especially yeah. for dates because i yes. yeah, ghost writers been for years now going i'm a ghost writer and then and then you see them later on. How'd it go? Eh, I didn't have a second date. <laughs> and uh, and they're good people. They should be. Right, they're good so, people. But there was no proof of ghosts. No proof ghosts. of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what you need. You're right. You need something that uh, just a, some kind of little identification, something, again, could be business card sized. Yeah. Just to bring us back to the whole business card exactly. thing, where you could take it out and say, that look, this is proof. It's like, almost like a license. Yeah, be a ghostwriter where you could say, see, look, I am a, a fish. Otherwise, you're right. There is no like, OK, oh, well, here's the. Oh, th now, this is interesting. Andre Agassiz, by the way, an autobiography. This was not an ad as told to, oh. by the way. And it's excellent. I fully recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. So but let's say uh, uh, Ron, let's say, well, what if you 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 went to a date? OK, I'm holding in 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 my hand Ron Cherno's book of. Alexander Hamilton. It was the book that inspired the the uh, musical. Uh, my wife read it when it first came out. I was very proud of her. Huge book, by the way. Imagine you plunk it down on a date and say, I ghost wrote that book, Alexander Hamilton. The date goes, wait, are you Ron Chernow? And you say, ah, excuse me, did you not hear me? I said, I ghost wrote it. I'm the ghost writer. Ron, uh, uh, I have a feeling we'll be revisiting this topic, Scotty, but I, I, I couldn't leave without uh, sort of teasing for a future uh, discussion of this matter of ghostwriting. What if you were on a date and you just plunked down a big bestseller like Alexander Hamilton, written by Ron Chernow, and you claim to be the true <laughs> ghostwriter of that book? The book how, that, yeah, how, that inspired uh, the musical, yeah. It's a, it's, yeah. A t it's a book that in inspired the musical. It, how uh, how much of a fraud would that be? How, it, it, how and, and and how do we avoid it? I think obviously we're more questions than answers. Uh, we're going to be delving into this in future. We'll keep our eye on this story. Exactly. Well, Tommy, we're the voice of the ghostwriter, and they don't have a union. They don't have big <laughs> lobbying group. You don't hear every other podcast going. Hey, what about the ghostwriter? Uh, there's so many situations that need to be addressed, as you said, Tommy. When you know, believing someone's a ghostwriter. And as you yeah. say, the, the guy, any Joe off the street can say, I'm a ghostwriter, even for this bestseller by Ron Chernow. Where's yeah. the protection? So right now, there are more questions than answers, Tommy. But as you say, we're on it and we'll continue to be uh, in search of the answers to ghostwriting. And until then, uh, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm still Tom Saunders. We're getting through this.